Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, morning Russell. Good morning, good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you that you keep calling us back. We thank you that this is the day that you have made. And you load us daily with your benefits. That is what your word says for us. It is you who provision all our requirements for this day. It is you who lead us. It is you who direct our path when we submit to you completely. When we acknowledge your presence, we call on your name and we come to you. We ask for you to lead us, Lord. And you bid us speak into our mornings. So we speak success. We speak abundance. More importantly, we speak a strengthening of our relationship with you. That we get to know you more, that we come closer to you, Lord. We thank you that you draw us into your secret place every day. And you bid us live there, dwell there in that secret place, so that it's not just the place that we visit, but we're constantly communing with you and our eyes and our ears constantly tuned and fixed on you. Listening to your instruction, listening to your teaching, following all that you personally lead us into. We thank you, Father, for that peace and that joy that you pour into our hearts every time we are in that place of communion with you. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family, we share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those that we are lifting up in our prayer this morning, Lord, at our altar. As we lift these up, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator. The great I am, the ancient of days. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. And we pray in the name and we call on the name of your son, Jesus. The one through whom we have received salvation, the word, the lamb that was sacrificed from the foundations of the earth. So that your plan for redemption, in case man failed, was always in place. We pray in the name of the Lord who heals. He is the way, the truth and the life. The door back to the Father, the only door, the one who is our rock and our refuge, the author and the finisher of our destiny, and what he has written for us. Let no one snatch away from that plan, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of victory, the one who changes times and seasons. The one who has made his tabernacle within our body and gives life to our spirit. It is he who heals our backsliding and it is he who quickens us to receive. It is he who opens up our understanding so that when you pour wisdom, Father, it is by your hand that we are led. It is he who shows us what you have in store for us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit and the gift of prayer, whereby we can pray our way and we can use that formula for creation that you have given us, combining prayer, your presence, your word, your spirit. We thank you, Lord, you have blessed us with the angels who destiny help us as well. That will fulfill every task, Lord, that you assign to them. The ones who do the bidding, of the voice of the word. We thank you, Lord, 
that you provide all our needs in the physical in accordance with your riches you are the maker who is able to make every grace abound towards us and you bless us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies that we need in order to fulfill our ministry our pilgrimage our journey with you we thank you lord and as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning we cover and seal every word we speak every prayer we make <clears throat> as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus the blood of the new and the eternal covenant that speaks for each of these that are part of this house father we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will we call the angel of the lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm sin danger accident injury pilfering theft hijacking terrorism any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks i command that angelic protection and i declare divine exemption from all or any of these challenges in the mighty and all powerful name of jesus we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word lord from isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out of my mouth this day we declare that it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what i desire and achieve the purpose for which i sent it and i send it in faith in the name of jesus thank you lord for the power of life on our tongue thank you jesus In Isaiah forty-one, verse twenty-one, the word says, "Present your case," says the Lord. Set forth your arguments, says Jacob's king. Now God is called the righteous judge, so for Him to do justice, He asks us to present our case. In the absence of that. Revelation twelve verse ten tells us that Satan, the accuser, is the accuser of our brethren. He is the public prosecutor in God's court of law, and he brings cases of accusation against people. And most Christians don't even pray when that accusation is being made. We don't even pray because we do not know the functioning of it. So in doing so. they are in fact not responding to those allegations so what do you think then <clears throat> what do you think <clears throat> excuse me what do you think will happen what would the verdict be when in a court of law only the prosecution case has been presented and the defense presents no defense case there would be a verdict and judgment will always be against the defendant who didn't defend that's the primary reason why people are suffering and it is the curse of the law that we have breached but we do not know that there exists an opportunity to be exempt from it to be saved satan just needs to point out their breach in god's court of law and the law does the rest satan doesn't even need to curse them 
And this is why Galatians 3 verse 13 talks about Jesus Christ redeeming us from the curse of the law. It doesn't even speak of any other curses. This is the biggest one. That's primarily the reason why people are suffering. The law given to Moses. Because unless that curse is reversed, they will continue to suffer from it. And if this sounds scary and you've started to wonder, how do I present my defense? <clears throat> we must take heart in knowing <clears throat> that Jesus is your advocate in the court of God. He can represent you if you ask him to. Most of us take that for granted, thinking, oh, he's our advocate, he's just going to speak anyway. He can present and represent you if you ask him to. Not otherwise. He respects our personal privileges. He respects our rights. He will not force himself onto your case unless you ask. And that's why that asking is important. 1 John 2 verse 1 says, My dear children, this is Paul writing now. My dear children, I write this to you so that you do so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, then we have an advocate with the Father. What he's trying to say, we have an advocate in the Father's court of law. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. The one that has fulfilled the law in every way. That is why he's called the righteous one. So the one that understands the law, the one that knows it thoroughly, he is the one who has upheld it. He will represent. We have an advocate. Romans 8 verse 34, Hebrews 7 verse 24, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. All these tell us that Jesus is our advocate, our mediator. That's Romans 8 verse 34, Hebrews 7 24, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. When he is our mediator, he stands in our place. He represents us in that court. He fights for us. He fights on our behalf. Fights for our case. And he has paid the price by his substitutionary sacrifice. So in this case now, he is not only representing us, but he becomes the accused. Now 1 John 2 verse 2 says, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And through him, we now have access to the throne of grace. So we can boldly approach that throne and connect our destiny and our glory to it. But first, all accusations must be removed. Let's look at an example from the Bible where Jesus acted as an advocate. That we see that the story of a woman in John chapter 8, the woman caught in the act of adultery. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, the Pharisees brought her to Jesus, quoting the law of Moses, saying, according to that law, she is to be stoned to death. That was the punishment given in the law. And this is exactly what it looks like in the court of God's law when Satan brings an accusation against God's people. Did the woman sin? 
Yes, she did. She was guilty. The evidence was against her. The Bible says she was caught in the act of adultery. And the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus as well into saying something wrong that they might use against him. <clears throat> so that's multi-pronged attack that Satan can often use even in our cases to strengthen his case. He will try that. What did Jesus do? Jesus looked at her with mercy. <clears throat> even though he is the judge, he didn't look at guilty, rather he chose to show mercy. He became her advocate. Now this is where we can take hope as well. If he did it for her while she was guilty, knowing that she was guilty, he will do it for me and you too when my sin is weighing heavy on me. When I am being accused and I need an advocate to, please my case, to plead my case. And then in her case, out of his wisdom, he spoke and he said, let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. And they all stepped away, starting with the oldest. That is, the ones who knew more were more aware. They felt convicted and they stepped away. And his last words are amazing. Where are your accusers? He asked the woman. Didn't even one of them condemn you? <clears throat> and she said, no, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. So he was not willing to pass judgment. He was willing to give her another opportunity to correct her mistakes. And that is what his message for each one of us when he acts on our behalf as well is. Go and sin no more. The mistake that you have made, learn from it and do not go back to it. And that's what true repentance is all about. That's our greatest privilege given to us that every time we repent, He is willing to act as our advocate on our behalf and say, okay, you've learned from your mistakes. Let's give you another chance. But don't do the same thing again. He's willing to use His blood that, that can buy that price that is a ransom for our salvation, for our redemption. That's the advocate and the judge. Where the Bible says he will come to judge the quick and the dead. So he is the judge as well. But he is more willing to play the advocate on our behalf. That we might have the opportunity at being saved. Now if we want him to plead our case. Then we must first call on his name. For the Bible says everyone that calls on his name cannot end up in shame. What does that mean? Believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. So repenting, Acts 2.38. Repent for your sins, be baptized by believing in your heart, confirming by your words that Jesus Christ is Lord. We accept him as Lord so that we come under the blood covenant. Then the blood speaks. And as part of that repenting and renouncing, our contrition in our heart. 
we accept our mistakes, repent and renounce them, and we plead his blood over it, over us. We ask him to be our advocate. And then the important thing there is he will not disappoint. He even helps with the preparation, with the repentance, by giving us his spirit, who shows us the way, who convicts, not willing to condemn, only ever willing to convict, to show us the way and to help us rise up again. He gives that spirit to assist us in the preparation of that case, to strengthen us, to fortify us. The one who gives us the gifts, especially the gift of faith in that most challenging time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that in all our circumstances, in our limitations, in our challenges, through all the issues we are facing, be it uh, issues or matters of our health, be it issues in matters of our wealth, for jobs or finances, any area of our life where we are struggling in, and the Spirit convicts us of a mistake that we have made. We receive grace, Lord, to quickly come to repentance, to plead the blood of Jesus and ask him to be our advocate, represent us in your court. So that we can then avail of your mercy, we can then avail of your grace when we are connected by that blood to the throne of grace. We can avail of that opportunity to make a fresh start again where you cast our sins behind your back and you remember them no more. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. That fortification, that strengthening of boldness. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. For all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of Prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance of your ways, of your law, of your systems, of the advantage systems that you have given us. Your promises that you make available to us, the covenants that are hidden in your word that we can come under and be immune and be protected. And those that are battling poverty, all kinds of yokes aim to keep your people under subjection or under bondage. We come against them by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, let every such yoke, every such altar of the, of the wicked one be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, every altar of sin and iniquity and the idol that sits on it be destroyed, crushed by the blood of the new and eternal covenant in the name of Jesus. That this house be freed, Lord, from every such obstruction, from every such barrier that blocks progress, that stops their destiny. Let that destiny and our glory be joined to your throne of grace this day, Father. That every bronze gate that refuses to open be broken down, every iron bar be cut in sunder. Let every shut gate of their destiny be forced open in the name of Jesus. Let them be reconnected with the plan that you have 
ordained for their lives, Lord. The plans that you have to prosper them, to give them an expected end, not to put them in harm's way. The ability to be fruitful and to multiply, just as you bless Adam. Be fruitful to multiply and to dominate the earth. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends as well, Lord. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit. And with your Holy Spirit. We believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ya 
Scripture that was put in my heart this morning is from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16 and 17. Do you not know? that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroy God's temple, God will destroy them. For God's temple is holy and that temple you are. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a few scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Ezekiel 34, verse 20. That is quoted from the GNT where it is written. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them. Behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep. Because you have pushed with side and shoulder, butted all the weak ones with your horns and scattered them abroad. Therefore, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will establish one shepherd over them. And he shall feed them. My servant David. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David, a prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them. And called, cause wild beasts to cease from the land. And they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. So that's Ezekiel 34 verse 20 to 25. The second scripture is from Revelations 21 verses 4 and 5. Where it is written, quoted from the Amplified Version. It is written, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be anguish, that is sorrow and mourning, nor grief, nor pain anymore. For the old conditions and the former order of things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, See, I make all things new. Also he said, Record this. For these sayings are faithful, that is, accurate, incorruptible, and trustworthy, and true, that is, genuine. The next scripture is from Hebrews 7, verse 25, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it says, Therefore he is able to save forever, completely, perfectly, for eternity, those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede and intervene on their behalf. Our next scripture is from Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, brother, serious, powerful reflections, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, please share links for Zoom and YouTube with friends and family. Invite them to join us during live sessions. Alternatively, if they can't make it, you can also point them to the recordings that are stored on our Facebook page, YouTube page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Jesus.